Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of Jay Rieger & Co. Just got done drinking a nice old-fashioned with my buddy and co-host, Matt Basinger of Swellspark. We're in the Let It Fly Media studios, joined as always by Jackie Wise of Prize Bank. Our guest today is someone that I have known my entire professional life in Kansas City, someone that Matt, I just found out, went to way back high school with. Yep. They ran cross-country together. It's Megan Dowell. Megan is the founder and CEO of On The Ball. Megan's going to tell you all about it. Megan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. This is going to be fun. I know. I'm excited to see you. First and foremost, us. Us. Well, no, she looked, at, us. she looked at me when she said that. Thus She's I not excited to see no you. Excitement be, you, is, you can be plural. <laughs> That's what Jackie over here, every time that I walk into the room, she's always like, oh, I'm so excited to see your dog, Andy. And I'm just like, it's nice to see you too, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what is On The Ball? Um, on The Ball is a, we are at the very basic level, doggy daycare, boarding and grooming. However, we specialize in dogs that have very unique needs, i.e. they are shy, fearful, um, not used to being socialized, lots of COVID puppies. Um, so we pride ourselves on taking dogs and working with them. Um, even though we're not a training facility, we work with them to get them comfortable in a social setting, get them out of their shell um, so that they can be, you know, enjoy doggy daycare, enjoy boarding. Um, so a lot of other places won't take dogs like that. But since I have some of my own, I thought that that was really important mission to sort of introduce into the market. So going back in time, three years, you were working in big business, you know, skyscrapers in Kansas City, doing the thing that you went to college to do. What, what accounting? Uh, accounting. Thank you. It's anything <laughs> with numbers. It's just words that I don't fully understand. Matt um, just builds things. Yes. <laughs> what, Legos what, specifically. What was the moment where you're like, yeah, I want to leave behind what I have built my whole you know, professional career so far to work with dogs. Yeah. So I was always good at accounting. I mean, I went to school for it. It clicks with me. I, I'm a very, I'm a balanced, I'm a Libra. Everything is balanced. <laughs> Debits and credits. It makes sense. Um, and I liked my job. I loved the people that I was able to network with and um, the clients that I was able to work on. But I never really felt that that passion that like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get up today to go do this tax return. That was just never, I did it because I enjoy, I enjoyed it and I was good at it. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the moment specifically and I will never forget it. It was one, it was a busy, busy season. I guess it would be 2018. Um, it was like a Wednesday night, it was midnight. I was exhausted and still working and I just kind of hit my breaking point and I was like, this is going to be my last busy season. And I had no idea what I was going to do. Okay. Um, and I walked into my coworker's office and I told her that. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? That's a really good question. I have no clue. Um, so I kind of spent the next couple months thinking about what was important to me, what I was passionate about. And I ended up running into an old friend that used to own a doggy daycare. And we started talking dogs. And I'm like, well, that's dogs are my thing. They always have been. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I can do this. If I can play with dogs all day and pay the bills, I mean, isn't that like the dream? Except yes. building things or working yeah. with alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so so that's, you know, roughly April of 2018, you get this vision. Shortly thereafter, you say, oh my God, I wanna do something with dogs. Walk us through then really the next step to saying, this is the business model I wanna lay out. So 
in true accounting form, I built a spreadsheet and forecasted numbers and, um, you know, was talking to people that people were mentoring me during that time, um, which was wonderful. And I'm so appreciative of that. And I um, signed up for the uh, Kaufman Fast Track program, Mm -hmm. the online program. So like I would work all day at CBiz and then I would go home and do that until like midnight and just walk through how to build a business. Mm -hmm. And I laid out the numbers to my husband and was like, okay, here's what I think I wanna do. Here's how I'm gonna make it work. Are we yay or nay? Tell me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is this good or bad? And he was like, if you can do this, I'm, I'm supportive, I'm behind you. I said, okay. So I hired a realtor, started looking for a spot and found the perfect spot in Prairie Village in the shopping, in the privilege shops. In the shops, 69th and Mission. Um, the current tenant is a was a paint store, and they had decided to not renew their lease. Mm-hmm. And it just, I mean, things just fell into place. I mean, it was extremely serendipitous the way that the whole thing kind of came together. Um, so, so as part of this planning out, I mean, did you go out and find investors? Did you get a bank loan? We did a bank loan. Um, obviously, I was not. Uh, traditionally bankable at the time. So uh, we did an SBA loan and hired an architect, hired a contractor and put the plans together, hired a lawyer to sign the lease and signed it November of 2018 and then started construction January of 2019. I remember coming out and seeing probably the last maybe three or four weeks before, yeah. you know, you turned on the metaphorical open sign, going from, again, like big structured business to that like true, I mean, cause you, you helped so many people who were startups before that, but becoming one yourself, like, was it everything it was chalked up to be? What, <laughs> like what was harder? And maybe what do you think you were just like, you're like, yeah, this is exactly what I need to be doing. I don't think, and maybe I'm sure you guys can attest to that when you open up your first business. I don't think anything is what you actually thought it was going to be. (laughs) Everything is harder. Um, I underestimated the um, HR staffing Mm -hmm. um, component of that. I thought that I had that down because I ran a department of 30 um, staff members at CBiz. And I was like, I can do this, no problem. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. (laughs) It's a lot harder. yeah, I, I think everything was harder, but you're so you're so in it at the yeah. in the moment. Like you start your business, and this is like everything that you ever dreamed it was going to be, like coming to life. Mm-hmm. And you've got dogs walking in the door. You have clients like talking about how much they love your services, and you're like you're on a high. I mean, I honestly, the first year is a blur to me. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember details, but I know I worked every single day without a day off for 365 days a year and I loved it. And I was, and that, and not a lot of people can say that about mm-hmm. their job, I think. So what day did you officially open? March 27th of oh, 2019. Of 2019. Okay, so you were in the Prairie Village shops, which for the listeners that don't know, it's a really well-established retail district. Yeah. What was it like acquiring customers? Because, I mean, I don't, I, I grew up and going to the Prairie Village shops, I don't think there's ever been a dog grooming, dog boarding, dog daycare. I mean, nothing I to first. do with dogs. So you're getting new people that have never gone to that district for this specific purpose. What was the acquisition like? 
So there were two, two, two pieces of it. Number one, we're strategically located. It's such a busy shopping center. I'm right next door to a liquor store. A lot of foot traffic. <laughs> so putting up signs, like literally just standing outside, handing out flyers to anybody that would walk by. Um, you know, luckily I had a network of people from my previous life in Cebus, so I was able to utilize them as word of mouth, kind of, you know, initial, hey, you need to check this out, even though we hadn't even opened our doors yet. So that was great. And then um, I did a little bit of advertising and marketing, not a lot, um, just to kind of get the name out there. In our business, kind of like a child care business, no one's gonna read an ad in the paper for a kindergarten or a preschool and see a cute baby and be like, oh my gosh, I have to send my kid there. You're gonna do your due diligence and research like, are they reliable? Can you trust them? Do other people that I know use them? It's the same in doggy daycare. So advertising was more just to kind of get people to like start seeing my name and know that I was out there. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's really word of mouth. So um, I remember a couple of days when we were slower, I would have my flyers and I would just say, you guys got the store for a couple hours and I would start walking up and down the streets of Prairie Village that lead, led up to the shopping center. And if I heard a dog barking inside, I would throw a flyer in their mailbox. Mm. I mean, it was just like this guerrilla marketing, if you will. Yeah. So you, you were actively committing a federal crime, putting stuff in their mailbox, huh? She meant next hey, to I their mailbox. Oh, next <laughs> yeah. to the mailbox. Really just Hey, but you know what? This is the entrepreneurial spirit. Whatever it takes. To the mailbox. That I did not know. <laughs> uh, someone's knocking on the door. They have badges. Uh, what, uh, so you, you had mentioned earlier, you know, so strategically located in Prairie Village. Um, but you have also talked about like dogs who have maybe some additional needs. What percent of your clients, I don't know if the dog is a client or oh, the owner is a client, a right? Client. <laughs> Uh, what what percent of the folks who are giving you money are coming to you specifically maybe from other corners of the metro because they're like, hey, you all are the best at caring for my dog's very specific needs. And what percent of your customers are just like, oh, there's a place nearby that we finally have and you know it's down the street, so we'll use them as opposed to whoever else we were using before. And is it, oh, is it overnight doggy daycare too or is it just mm -hmm. daytime only? Yep, overnight as well. Um, I would have to say, and I could run them numbers, but mm -hmm. just by kind of knowing my clientele, like 60% is just, they live so super close mm -hmm. and it's convenient. Um, I would also say that then on top of that, probably 30% is they, their dogs either tried somewhere else and they turned them away for one of the reasons that I said that we take dogs. Um, and then they referred us, those um, facilities referred them to us because they mm -hmm. know that that's what we do yeah. um, and then the rest is just a hodgepodge of whatever else so what, what has been the the craziest business startup element to opening this i mean licensing issues that you didn't even know you needed you talked about staffing and you know you talked about that early on but i'm sure that that's been an ongoing thing ever since or COVID yeah, on, you know, I mean, well, you, COVID, but you, that's, but we talked about that earlier and we can talk about the, the mix in general, but, um, from COVID to even now, well, let's hit on that in a second, but what has been really like the, the challenges that you felt as part of the startup, the ongoing operation, the ongoing maintenance, whatever that is, that was just like, I wish someone sat me down and just told me 
this is going to be really hard and you're going to struggle with this as an entrepreneur going out there on your own, aside from the hiring element. Aside from the hiring element. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, because everyone struggles on that. Yes. Um, keeping, keeping employees that are good training employees, um, trusting them because as the business, no one's ever going to care about your business like you will. And having that, being able to trust somebody to, so that you can take a, a little bit of a step back, God forbid, take a day off, um, and know that it's still going to run smoothly is extraordinarily stressful and hard um, because, again, no one's going to care like you do. So um, tra training is also really challenging because we're working with live animals that yeah. could do whatever they wanted at any point in time during the day. And so you're risking, if you're not properly training your employees. Um, so what's your approach on that? Are you training people that have no idea what they're doing into becoming exactly how you want to mold them? Or are you going and finding people who have experience in this and then you are just fine tuning their motor skills? It's a combination of both. Because of the fact that I was working in my business for a year, I was able to develop those skills. Am I a trainer? Absolutely not. But do I know what I'm doing? Yes. Um, and then finding people that worked in the industry that have additional skill sets that I don't have to come in and then assigning employees to them when they first onboard. So then let's, let's ask, let me ask the question that we got into a second ago, revenue mix. Let's start in 2019 when you began, sort of where you were seeing your customers coming from, why they were coming to you. Let's enter the early years of COVID when COVID was so dominant in the culture. And then let's end with, on that question, where we are specifically today in March of 2022 coming out of COVID. Yeah. How have you sort of seen the fluctuation change and what has the revenue mix really looked like from why people are coming to you? Yeah, so grooming has always been consistent. I'll just put that out there first. Everyone needs their dog groomed. You have a dog with longer hair, they're gonna need a haircut. People need baths, nail trims, all that stuff. That's always been consistent. Um, when we first started, it was daycare and just dropping your dog off for the day. 2019 pre-COVID. 2019 pre-COVID. Um, because the overnight aspect requires that additional level of trust. You're trusting your dog, you're out of town, you're nowhere near. If something happens, you have to trust that the facility that you're using will care for your dog and make sure that they're safe. Do you have people staying there with the dogs overnight or is it just that they're monitored in some safe fashion or whatever? Yeah, no, we do not because we, um, a lot of facilities do an open boarding concept, mm -hmm. which means that the dogs don't, they're not like in a kennel or in a room segregated from other dogs. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. We put them in a kennel or one gotcha. of our suites so that they're completely seg segregated. Yeah. We've got cameras and we're monitored by all of the security measures that possible. Yeah. And we have people there late and then come early. So they're only by themselves for a, you know, a handful of hours overnight. Awesome. Yeah. Um, once we got our reputation built up, then we started seeing boarding come in. Still pre-COVID. Still pre-COVID. So honestly, we started hitting our stride. So we opened in 2019, probably like July, August. We started seeing double digits in the 20s overnight boarding for holidays and weekends, wow. um, which was great. And then it really, it just completely took off from there there since that time there has never been except for the days that we were shut down there was never a day that we didn't have a dog spending the night mm. in two and a half years um 
okay, then COVID hits and the world is turned up upside on its head. We shut down for six weeks, not because we had to, but because I chose to, we are actually considered an essential business. So um, I made the decision to close our doors for, um, for six weeks because I didn't really know what was gonna happen. Um, my employees were scared, I was scared, our clients were nervous, and I felt it was the prudent thing to do to kind of take a step back and make sure that everyone was comfortable coming to work, bringing their dog, develop measures to um, make sure that everyone was safe, and then reopen. Yep. Um, so, and, so, so what was your revenue mix then once you reopened? Uh, started out again, mostly with, mostly with daycare, mostly with daycare, a little bit of boarding. And, and those were people though, that were not going back to the office and they were like, I just need a break. Like just take my dog for the day so I can work from home in peace. Yes. So, um, we were talking earlier when we reopened in this now COVID scenario where everyone's working from home, we got a new mix of clients. We got the clients that normally they are, you know, maybe stay at home parents or they work from home regardless, but their kids are in school. So it's them and the dog all day and it's manageable. But now they're working from home or they're homeschooling their kids. And now the dog is barking in the background on the Zoom calls and it's too much to deal with. Send them to doggy daycare. Yeah. And then once everyone started trickling back to the office, we were able to maintain the, those relationships because of the great service that we provided, but then regain the clients that now are back in the office that need us once again. Yeah. <clears throat> we're, we're starting to get to the not brief part of the conversation. So we need to start wrapping up. But um, I, I think I have just one final like business question. That is, what is what's the future of On The Ball, right? Is the goal, hey, Prairie Village is home and we're gonna keep doing what we do and or is the goal you know, there are other underserved markets of Kansas City or elsewhere. I would love to expand. Um, I would love to expand the business as is and just replicate it in other markets of Kansas City. Um, there's also opportunity to kind of maybe open up like maybe a grooming only salon, grooming mm -hmm. and limited daycare, which is something I have been considering um, in recent months. There's also a lot of opportunity to partner with other business owners to introduce maybe a dog, a doggy daycare, a dog park into, you know, a brewery or mm -hmm. something else. Like, like a distillery ex or, or a distillery. an axe throwing venue or. Maybe not axe throwing, <laughs> <laughs> escape room maybe. Yeah, um, But no, I would love to expand. I, I don't do anything less than 110%, yeah. so. That's awesome. It's really cool that you want to expand in the future and if you do, we're gonna introduce you to Jackie at the very end and Emprise Bank's gonna make it so you don't have to keep going through the SPA each time you wanna do it. Sounds good. <laughs> well, completely turning it away from business, uh, we end with the same question every time. And, and aside from like getting married, what's the coolest thing that you've ever done? The coolest thing I've ever done? Yeah. Oh Best my God. experience you've ever had. Um. So, Actually, this will hit home with you. Um, She's pointing to Matt. Yes, I am pointing to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the coolest thing I've ever done was go on the um, leadership retreat from First Family out to L.A. Yeah. In high school, and I think we were out there for like a week or a mm -hmm. weekend or 
and we were ministering to homeless people, building um, shelters for them, and just serving the community out there. And that was by far the cool, like traveling is great. Everyone loves to travel, but like that was the coolest thing that I've ever had the opportunity to do because it was just so unique. Yeah, that's a great answer. So Megan, uh, on behalf of Emprise Bank, uh, Let It Fly Media, the J. Regan Co. Distillery slash soon to be Dog Park, maybe if you guys team <laughs> up, um, and and Swell Spark. So grateful uh, that we've had a, a twenty year friendship. Yeah. Um, grateful uh, to see what you're doing here in Kansas City, and we're really excited to see how you continue to grow and serve folks and uh, just make an impact here in the community. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me.